hope uh, hope everyone had a uh, a terrific Boxing Day. Is that what this is? Uh, but yeah, I hope you had a good Christmas. I uh, I did. Uh, just to to keep the record straight, um, I had myself uh, a very uh, enjoyable Christmas. Um, unfortunately, the lovely Brandy, my uh, much better half, um, is um, <laughs> she has uh, or did have uh, a touch of the COVID, and uh, as such, um, was not able to really. Uh, participate too much. I saw her through the glass. Um, yes, you will see Johnson the Wonder Dog uh, just over my shoulder here. Um, but yeah, she was she she has been sick. She is on the uh, on the upswing for sure, but uh, has still been you know not a hundred percent. A little bit of a bummer. So I didn't get to hang out with her as much as I would have liked to over the Christmas season. Um, but you know, like I said, she, she's on the upswing once we know that she is no longer, uh, ridden with plague, then, uh, we're, we're going to hang out some more. So instead I went to my brother's and which in fairness was the plan all along, but I went to my brother's and, uh, Xander, my nephew had a, uh, just a, a terrific time, um, you know, opening presents and stuff. And that's, you know, you, you learn very quickly as you get older. The real fun of Christmas is not the shit that you get. It is the shit that you see young kids get because kids get excited about like toys and stuff in a way that just an adult never will, uh, anymore. And so, um, yeah, that was super fun. I really, really had a good time doing that. Um, and then uh, have been kind of catching up on on horror movies. Uh, thinking about my best of 2021 list, starting to put some stuff together. Like I I could put together a top ten right now, but there are movies uh, that I still want to see before I do such a, a ridiculous thing. Um, but I'm excited. Um, Jason says he's got huge news. Good. Um, but, uh, and, and thanks for the, the well wishes for Brandy. Yeah, she's totally fine, but like her son's girlfriend had it and then her son got it and then she got it and all of them are, uh, on, on the road to recovery. Uh, had, had real bad sore throats and kind of an achy feeling was my understanding of the situation and, uh, and are pretty fine now. So, um, at any rate. Uh, if you have been listening to the dark parade, which first of all, thank you very much. Uh, second of all, um, we have been doing the, uh, the, the black Christmas series, which is going to be wrapping up this week. And I think you're going to enjoy that. That is a conversation that I had with, um, Mark ball is who I talked to about the 2019, um, black Christmas. So I've now officially seen every movie entitled black Christmas, and that comes with it, of course, uh, a feeling of pride. Uh, yeah, and two two of those three movies I like quite a bit. Uh, one one third of the list, not so much, but it was it was an interesting experience to watch, to be sure. So uh, it was a very good time. But um, coming up in January, just so you know what what's ahead uh, this coming week on the Dark Parade, in addition to the uh the conversation about Black Christmas 2019 um I'm also going to be doing a found footage fool that is all about uh, uh the the dark tapes um because that felt like a movie weirdly that needed to be addressed uh sooner rather than later and then um coming soon uh in in January we're going to be doing a lot of one off Films. We're not going to be doing film series for that month. I've got something else planned for February, but uh, January is just going to be one-off films, and I've got three of the four movies scheduled already, and um, we'll be recording those pretty soon, and I'm very excited. It's going to be fun. Uh, Dan saying uh, that he has a feeling In the Earth is my number one for 2021. 
he watched it on my recommendation, loved it, and was also haunted by it for a few days afterwards. Yeah, man, in the earth will get under your skin. Your skin, skin, skin. Also, um, yeah, in the earth is. Oh man, I don't know if it's going to be the top of my list. It's certainly in the conversation. Uh, in the earth is a terrific movie. I really, really like it. Um, but there are other movies that I like, I really, uh, found my heart can't beat unless you tell it to, to really wallop me. Like that movie had a lot of impact on me. I thought that was great. So yeah, I, you know, it, I'm, I'm looking forward to putting together the list cause it, it's going to be a fun one to do. I've got two or three movies that I want to see before I sit down and put that list together, but that will be coming pretty soon. And I'm very excited uh, to see where things shake out because when I do the list, the way I do it, it's, yeah, it is not very scientific. Unlike doing a masters of horror, the way that I do it is like, would do, I think this is just qualitatively a better l movie than this, you know? So I kind of go through the list and I do that one time and then I go through it again and I'm like, okay, would I rather watch this or this? And that's kind of the real unscientific approach I take is what do I think is better? What would I rather watch? And, and that changes the list sometimes because, um, there are movies that I really respect and enjoy and will make it to my list, but that won't necessarily capture a top spot because even though I might think that it's a better movie, um, in terms of just like the craft and so forth, but if I don't want to watch it, you know, I mean, unless the caveat there, of course, right. Is like, well, if it's one of those movies like, Oh, well it really got under my skin. It really, I, I'm scared watching this movie. Well then, you know, that rockets to the top, but, uh, Johnson, what about you? Seems to be fine with it. Uh, Johnson, of course, um, known for his sleeping and farting. He is doing one of those two things right now. I assume he will be doing the second pretty soon. Also completely ate the liner uh, on his crate today when I went to the movie. So we are still working out how to get him crated in a way. Like he doesn't, he doesn't have accidents or anything in the crate, which is great. But he just constantly eats part of the crate. And that is not as great. So I had to order a metal pan liner. And I'm also trying to find some... Uh, some pet bowls that like screw onto the crate so that they're not at foot level. So he spills them and then freaks out about having a wet cushion and stuff. He like this dog lives in the lap of luxury and that's kind of how he prefers it. So, um, we're trying to get all of this, uh, uh, kind of evened out. We're trying to get a routine down, but, uh, he's doing really well. He's a, he's a real good dog. He is a, a, a real sweetheart. So, um, one of the better Christmas presents that I've given to myself in a while. So anywho, um, let's get into some news. Jason said he's got some, so, uh, we will, we will definitely look at that. So I, all right. When I was going through the news this week, there wasn't a ton this time of year. There's just not, uh, a, a, a like a, a giant amount of news which is kind of fine by me, you know, uh, on this day after Christmas kind of event. I'm cool with a little light news. Um, you put car upholstery on your couch. Did it, was that for the farting? Um, cause that's really the problem. Anyway, <laughs> um, Dan saying he uses the, the twins to fart blame. That's, I mean, that tracks also. Uh, okay, so new new story number one uh, is uh, A Nightmare on Elm Street has now been inducted into the National Film Registry, which means that like a pristine, as pristine as possible, a copy will be preserved there as uh, you know one of the great films of all time and and uh, worthy of preservation. And I think that's very cool. Um, you know, not a lot to say about, it. I mean, Wes Craven, uh, poor guy has passed on and, um, you know, I, but 
it's nice to have that honor. Like that, it truly is an honor. I mean, that's that is for the big time movies, right? Like that is uh, an honor bestowed upon films. I mean, the the whole point of it, right, is like if civilization ends, you can go to the National Film Registry, and here is a list of movies that you know were were deemed as being art, and and uh, kind of. You know, like th- these are the movies that reflect our culture in some way. So, anyway, I think that's very cool. I'm very excited about that. Um, Alan also saying uh, farts and chews. That's that's uh, again a reference to Johnson the Wonder Dog, who also farts and chews. Um, this is a side note. Jason, be at the ready for your news. Um, <laughs> The, the, the side note I would give you is I kind of fell down the, the well recently of, uh, watching a documentary that was, I don't know if it was produced by Microsoft. I don't think so, but I think they probably threw some money into it or something, but it was a six part series about the development of the original Xbox console, as well as, you know, the ensuing consoles and stuff like that. And it's not like an expose, but there's some warts and all kind of looks, especially with the Xbox one about, you know, Hey, we, here are some bad decisions we made and that kind of thing. But so I, on the heels of that, I also listened to the audiobook blood, sweat and pixels, which was all about, um, the development of six different games, including like Diablo three and destiny and pillars of eternity and Star Wars 1313, the game that never came out. Super interesting. So I just wanted to pass that along because if you are a person interested in video games, the book Blood, Sweat, and Pixels is really fascinating. Um, That has nothing to do with the news we were talking about. I just thought it was interesting. Um, Dan saying, thank the Lord that Johnny Depp's crop top is now preserved for future generations to marvel over. Um, You know, that uh heather Langenkamp um drinking coffee on the slide that's preserved forever the performance of her mom in the movie which i find kind of david lynch surreal you know <laughs> act like you're really drunk um i i really love it so uh i don't even all right let, let's go to news story number two um which i don't have a picture for but it kind of don't matter Um, so here, we'll just get rid of the picture. How about that? Um, guess what? Keith David was in an interview recently and somebody mentioned to him, like, you know, I always really loved the end of the thing because you were never really sure what was up. And Keith David himself, Childs himself was like, wasn't me. I was not the thing. Don't even worry about it. Um, not exactly a new story. But I, uh, I I found it to be interesting that Keith David himself, Childs himself, has said definitively he was not the thing. Now, whether or not you want to believe that, eh, that's up to you. But I'm uh, I, I I like it. I'm I'm kind of on board with him being like, okay, I I was not the thing, never was the thing. It it was probably McCready, or maybe neither, or maybe neither. That's the other thing. Um, and so Jason says in our ongoing coverage of all things, bad Ben, Nigel Bach has announced bad Ben eulogy, the 10th of the series coming Memorial day. I still have not dove or divin into, uh, into the bad Ben films. I may do that soon. And, uh, this is the week to do it if ever there was one. So that may happen this very week. Um, Jim also pointing out that Keith David saying child's was not the thing is exactly what the thing would say. And you're right about that. So maybe so, maybe so. Um, oh, sorry. Jason and Jim both had the same line, uh, pretty soon. Dan also saying um, that he heard that uh, uh, I saw a member Barry movie and I had some thoughts. 
Um, yeah, okay. So let's. Uh, there are two movies. I, I saw the two big movies that came out uh, over the past week. I saw the Matrix Matrix Resurrections, which has been, I would say, divisive online. I mean, who would think that the internet would be full of people arguing about a movie? But sure enough, here we are. Um, yeah, so I thought the Matrix Resurrections, like, I'm not the biggest Matrix fan. I'm a big fan of the original movie, and that holds a, a really dear place in my heart. Uh, the Matrix blew my mind. And, and watching it in subsequent viewings uh, over the years, I still have a lot of time for that movie. I don't know if I've seen Reloaded and... What was the third one? Recycled? Whichever. I don't know that I've seen those movies since they came out. I remember there being a lot of Jesus imagery and not really caring. And then uh, I watched Matrix Resurrections. And it probably pays a little bit to have to be a little more familiar with the Matrix sequels than I am. But what I liked about the Matrix films, and I'm not going to spoil anything that is not given away in the first 10 minutes of the movie. Um, but one thing I really enjoyed about it was that it kind of positions the movie as like painfully self-aware of like, hey, somebody was going to make a fourth Matrix movie and it might as well be the creators of the Matrix. And also there's this kind of discussion within the film about bullet time and like that was revolutionary when it came out. But how do you make, how do you do a follow up to a movie that's that revolutionary? And the answer seems to be to kind of just make another one of those. Um, but revolutions, thank you, Jason. So it's reloaded and, and revolutions and then resurrections. Um, yeah. <laughs> Andrew and Alan both saying the Matrix regurgitated. Jim saying the Matrix reupholstered, you know, for dogs. Um, yeah, I I don't think the Matrix Resurrections is a bad movie. I think it's okay. If someone, uh, <laughs> if someone came to me and said, should I watch the Matrix Resurrections? I would say, first of all, do you have H the HBO streaming service? In which case you absolutely should. If they say no, then that's where the questions get a little more uh, personal where I'm like, all right, well, how do you feel about the last two matrix movies? Did you think they were okay? Did you, do you have any reverence for the series beyond the first movie? And maybe if you don't, then you know, it's, it's not a must watch or anything. There is a surprising amount of heart to the movie, which is not something I necessarily associate with the, the matrix films. Um, but I enjoyed it well enough, you know, like it kept my attention. Um, there were a lot of times where they definitely referred to stuff that happened in the other movies. And I was like, I guess that happened. I don't remember explicitly what happened in reloaded or revolutions, but if you say so, Lana Wachowski, um, but, uh, you know, it like the action scenes range from the mediocre to the pretty good, um, the villain of the film is kind of fun and yeah, it was, you know, this all sounds kind of measured, but that's how I felt about it. It was, I felt very measured about the experience where I was like, I, this is all fine. And I think intellectually there's some interesting ideas, uh, going on in it, but I don't know that I was, I certainly wasn't blown away by it. Like when you see there, there's just no recapturing that, right? Like you, it, it's like you know, how audiences must have felt seeing the wizard of Oz go from color or from black and white to color and, and just feeling like what in the fuck is happening? You know, like that's what made the matrix so cool. And when you go back to it, it's such a simple idea, well executed and, and has a lot of great action sequences and there's still nothing in matrix resurrections that I think matches the sheer coolness of that first fight in the bank with Trinity and Neo in the original Matrix. So, Andrew saying the Matrix repossessed are in Leslie Nielsen. Bite your tongue, sir. No one, no one, no one 
needs to think about the movie Repossessed. Um, <laughs> Matrix Recycled was the fourth one, Jason says. Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. There there are moments that are definitely like, oh, they, they are clearly trying to recreate this moment from the Matrix. But also, it's kind of commenting on that. But then you get into the question of, well, just because the movie is meta and very aware of what it is, does that mean it's better for being what it is? I don't know. It, but but it was fine. It was totally fine. Um, I know a lot of people really hated it because I the one thing that the movie does is it kind of takes uh, the piss out of people who were just like, oh my God, The Matrix is the coolest thing that ever was. And it kind of pokes fun at itself on that level and, and has the main character kind of ask what the point of all of it is. And, and I like that stuff. I just don't know that it has great answers for the questions that it's asking. Um, Matrix four, the quest for peace, which Neo fights, uh, radioactive Neo. That would be pretty good. Um, okay. But so that's Matrix Resurrections. The, the other movie that I saw that is the big member Mary movie. And this is one that has no like self-awareness. It is not poking fun at itself. Uh, but I saw the, uh, Spider-Man no way home. And again, I will not spoil the movie for anyone. Um, although I will say if you are a fan of the current cycle of Marvel cinematic universe, MCU movies. Um, and you know, if you're deep into that ecosystem, this is probably the best of the movies that have come out recently for sure. Um, as far as Spider-Man movies go, Spider-Man two is probably still going to be the one that always holds my heart. The, uh, the Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire and Alfred Molina as, Dr. Octopus and all that stuff. I love Spider-Man 2. I think Spider-Man 2 rocks. Um, this is probably... Uh, it's tough to talk about because there it, it does, uh, you know, fall into that nostalgia pit in a lot of ways. Um, because it, it definitely knows it is a movie that comes on the backs of a lot of other Spider-Man movies. And it, you know, it, it has some of those beats and it, it's not surprising even when it's like, Oh my God, guess who's in this movie? You know, even when it kind of does that shit, I don't know that it, it ever feels like it's a surprising movie, but, um, it's incredibly satisfying as one of those movies, you know? It, Dan saying that he uh, would give this uh, a 10 out of 10, the the Spider-Man No Way Home, and do not apologize uh, for that 10 out of 10. He says, Jason says he watched uh, Shang-Chi this morning. Shang-Chi, I think, is great up until it becomes a Marvel movie in the last 20 minutes. Um, I, I still like it a lot. I, uh, I think this is better than Shang-Chi. It is. Look, I mean, for all my measured statements about the movie, I laughed a lot in the movie. I rolled some tears in the movie because I'm a chump. Uh, and there were things, there were events in the film that legitimately tugged at my heart. It made me give a shit about some Spider-Man movies that I don't really give a shit about. And that's maybe the real magic of it is that I was like, yeah, maybe I, I need to rethink how I feel about those Andrew Garfield Spider-Man movies. And then I was like, no, I don't. No, I don't. Those, those aren't very good movies. Um, and that's no fault of Andrew Garfield, who I thought was a fine Spider-Man. But uh, I don't need to rethink that too much. But it there there's a moment in the movie that I, actually two moments in the movie where I, I was legitimately emotional. Um, and you know, Dan, if you've seen it, you probably know the two moments. Um, but yeah, uh, Jim says, I haven't seen it yet because of the plague. So I'm covering my eyes and ears for now. I get it for sure. Uh, again, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to talk as vaguely as possible. I will not directly say anything about this movie, uh, other than my feelings about it. 
Um, and the fact that it tries to make me care about those Andrew Garfield Spider-Man movies. Um, Dan says that uh, he also watched Shang-Chi and felt like he was watching Marvel does Jackie Chan until the last 20 minutes. Yeah, right. Like that, that whole bus fight sequence in Shang-Chi is fucking great. So let me say another thing about um, No Way Home that has nothing to do with the movie itself. And and I liked it too. I liked it a lot. I don't know where it lands for me. I need to sit with it for a couple of days. It's in, supremely manipulative. But also, I'm kind of fine with that. Like, it did, it did what I wanted it to do. Even though I never felt like I was shocked by the goings-on of the movie. There was never a point where, you know... I'm like, oh, I got to pick my jaw up off the floor. Uh, but I enjoyed it all. I, I had a great time watching it. But so we went to see it in 40X. And that's the shit where it's like they spray water at you. And if you're somewhere where it's cold, it gets colder in the theater. And um, the seats move around and whatnot. And it was the first time I'd gone to a 40X movie. And the thing that I was surprised by um was how fucking violent it was like i like i might need corrective back surgery as a result of the 40x experience um it was cool and I, there were things i liked about it but it, i don't know that it sold me on going back to another 40x movie cuz i was like well i can't really enjoy the movie cuz i'm being thrown around in my chair hither and yon and I can't really like just concentrate on what's happening on the screen because I'm holding on to the fucking armrest so I don't get thrown clear. Um, but you know, it was it was a good time and I enjoyed it. But I think I would enjoy 40x for a movie that I was less kind of invested in. Strangely, like I, I what I needed to do is is to go to uh, one of those you know Fast and Furious movies in 40x. Um, Dan says he does know the two moments and agrees. Did not expect the tears. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's, um, it, it came and, uh, you know, I'm going to spoil a line that will mean nothing out of context, but Dan will know exactly what I mean. Um, but it, it came at the, are you okay? Are you okay? And I was, I was just like, Oh, oh my goodness. That was so good. Um, yeah, it was, it was really great. And, uh, he, Dan also says, uh, it felt less manipulative than Ghostbusters Afterlife as in the emotional pulls were more organic. Yeah, I think it earns it, but it kind of earns it on the back of other films, you know? Um, but yeah, like I, I think you have to be a bit of a fan of the Spider-Man series, uh, not just the the current cycle but i think you have to have been into the spider-man movies before these spider-man movies to get the emotional payoff of some of that stuff um but then again you know if you're going to see spider-man no way home i guess they're kind of assuming you've you've probably seen a couple of spider-man movies um Jim says, uh, I rewatched the Garfield Spider-Man movies recently and would rather have watched the actual Garfield movies instead. Yeah, man. Like that's the thing. If, if you remember when Andrew Garfield showed up at Comic-Con dressed as Spider-Man and kind of had this emotional moment where he talked about how important it was for him, how, like what, what, a, uh, an important character Spider-Man was for him. Um, not just in playing him, but what, what Spider-Man meant when he was a kid and, you know, Spider-Man has always been my favorite superhero because at the end of the day, he's just a kid and he's trying to figure shit out. And, and a lot of times he gets it wrong and he's a little bit of a wise acre as the kids call it and all that stuff. And I, I just love that about the character. And I think Andrew Garfield really wanted to bring that to Spider-Man. And, and I don't think he's bad. I don't think those movies are good. I think he is good, especially as Peter Parker, not so much as Spider-Man. And I, weirdly, I kind of have the, uh, the, the, that feeling about Tobey Maguire. I, I almost said Hooper, Tobey Maguire, Spider-Man, where I kind of like him more as Spider-Man than I do Peter Parker. 
Like I needed Andrew Garfield as Peter Parker and Tobey Maguire as Spider-Man to make the perfect Spider-Man. But honestly, I think Tom Holland does a fantastic job. He's got that boyish face and looks young and all that stuff. And I think he works great uh, in that role. Alan saying martyrs in 40X. Shit. Oh, yeah. Just get the splatter effect alone. The, the, one of my favorite things was there's a uh, on the armrest, there is a button in those 40X theater that says water on, water off. So if you don't feel like getting spritzed, uh, you can turn that off. But I, I think that's pretty fun. Um, Andrew says that 40X seems like a fad, like how everything had to be in 3D IMAX uh, a few years ago. And I actually saw this in 3D as well as 3D 40X. So 3040X? I don't know. Um, but I still like those 3D effects. I like, I was one of those suckers that had a 3D plasma TV and before the power supply died on it, I still used it a lot. I think those 3D, like the active 3D stuff, I think is really cool. I'm, I'm a sucker for that shit. Um, and let's see, uh, Andrew says, I've been a fan since the early eighties live action Spider-Man series. Yeah. Like I, yeah. Spider-Man is cool. Um, Jason saying the Garfield Spider-Man says, I hate Mondays. Um, and Dan saying, I must, I must say Andrew Garfield is a very, very good actor in the last few years. Uh, I've seen me really appreciate his talent. Yeah, I agree. I think he's, he's great. Um, Jim says Toby Hooper Spider-Man would have been a trip or Hooper Garfield. Like Toby Hooper would have been so like you wouldn't, he wouldn't have had to swing on webs. You know, it would have just been streamers of cocaine. I do think it's kind of fun now that Toby, um, not Toby Hooper, that Sam Raimi who started the Spider-Man series is now going to be the guy to take over the, um, Dr. Strange film. And I think that's a good time. Uh, you know, it's kind of fun to see like for all its faults, uh, in the, the Marvel cinematic universe, like I watched the, the Hawkeye series, uh, on Disney plus, And I thought that was pretty good. Not my favorite. I still think the WandaVision stuff is, is the best of all of that. But, um, I, I do think that, um, like the Marvel cinematic stuff has gotten more right than it's gotten wrong about, what I enjoyed about those comic books and what I enjoyed about the Marvel stuff and just comic books in general. Like it all, these characters pop up all over the place and, um, they're, they're still an emotional core to a lot of it. Like, uh, Shang-Chi that we were talking about earlier, um, that, you know, like there is a, his relationship with Aquafina's character and the trailer for that movie did it no favors, but that was a relationship I really enjoyed in the movie. Like I really bought their friendship and their affection and that kind of thing. Um, and Dan saying that Dr. Strange trailer looks crazy. Yeah, man. The thing that I noticed in the Dr. Strange trailer, um, or, or at least the way it was presented, um, at the end of, of the Spider-Man, I think it was just the trailer. So forgive me if it's not, but there was a definite reference to, um, Captain Carter, the, what if, you know, Peggy Carter becomes Captain America kind of thing. And I was like, I'm totally down for that. I hope that they bring back Captain Carter for this. Um, so yeah, that's as much as I'll say. And I don't think I gave anything away. Hopefully I did not. Uh, you know, cause I want you to go enjoy the Spider-Man movie. I enjoyed it a whole lot. I, again, I need to live with it a couple of days to, to decide how manipulated I feel definitely a little bit, but I'm kind of okay with that because it did stuff that I wanted it to do. Um, even if I didn't find it terribly surprising, it, there were still so many moments where I was like, Oh, you guys look at what Spider-Man's doing. Um, I was very excited by much of that film and I, I, I did think it was very funny. And like Dan and I were saying, there were two moments in that movie where I rolled tears cause I'm a big schmuck. Uh, but man, Oh, it made me so happy. Uh, th those two, th those two scenes, not maybe happy that 
you know, sad stuff was happening on screen, but it was just like, oh, this is really well crafted. This is really well done. And, um, yeah, it was, it, it got me right in the hearts. Um, okay. So there's not a lot streaming this week to talk about. So I've got here a couple of lists because the last time we did it, uh, I thought it was a lot of fun, uh, to talk about some Reddit list that floated around. And, uh, so I've got two of those this time. Oh man, I'm so thirsty. So here are the horror movies with the darkest endings, according to the good people at Reddit. Reddit. So there are 10 movies and I wanted to evaluate whether or not, um, these, any of these 10 movies truly have a, a terribly dark ending. Andrew also saying he saw Nightmare Alley, uh, which is the Spider-Man counter programming. And I plan to see that sometime this week. Um, Ooh, okay. All right. Hold on. Dan, uh, says, pardon me, quite a few, what if references in that Dr. Strange trailer? Um, what if, um, Sam, or he, he basically saying that, uh, he wants some scary Raimi. It's been a while, which leads into the question is Sam Raimi a master of horror. Now, if you are new to this, remember you have to three of your first five films, uh, have to be great horror films or three, three of your first five horror films have to be great. After that, uh, it's a sliding scale. So let's get into, um, the evil dead starting off in 81 with evil dead, some shorts and that kind of thing before that. But, Let's start at the beginning there. Um, so yeah, for sure. Crime wave, not a horror movie. So it doesn't count. Evil dead Two, a hundred percent. Um, dark man, not technically a horror movie, but in, in retrospect, kind of crazy that, uh, dark man was a Sam Raimi joint that, that had to have gotten him the Spider-Man gigs. Um, but so for two for two after dark man, we've got army of darkness. Uh, I also love army of darkness. I saw it opening night, still love it. So that's three for three. I mean, he could do two, two bad horror movies here. Still be a master of horror, uh, quick in the dead, not horror, but still all right. Simple plan, simple plan. Don't go sleeping on a simple plan. Not a horror movie. Simple plan. A great fucking movie. Um, for love of the game, which I think is that Kevin Costner movie. Yeah. Uh, which I don't think is a very good movie. Um, but you know, everybody's got one or two. Then you've got, um, the gift, definitely a horror movie. Also great. One of the best secretly, one of the best Keanu Reeves, uh, um, performances in any movie. So, um, we are at, Four for four for horror films. Then he did the run of Spider-Man 1, 2, and 3. Um, Spider-Man 2 is probably my favorite of those. But uh, Spider-Man, Spider-Man 2, both good. Spider-Man 3, uh, no, just doesn't come together. Uh, not the worst. Like, that movie gets a lot of shit. It's not as bad as, as like, Amazing Spider-Man 2. But it's not good. Um, then Drag Me to Hell... Which, hey, drag me to the theaters, you know what I'm saying? Uh, drag Me to Hell, I think, is really good. Um, and has a great reference. I mean, it's kind of, in a weird way, it's almost a remake of, like, Night of the Demon. Uh, or Curse of the Demon, depending on which version you saw. But I really dig that. Um, so I think that's great. Oz the Great and Powerful, not very good. Um... And then his next feature, you guys, is uh, he did a little bit of TV, um, did like the first episode of Ash vs. Evil Dead, did some of a, a a show called Rake, did that 50 States of Fright stuff for QB. Um, but then the next movie is Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Also, you know, not not a horror movie. Uh, but kind of a bummer. 
that he hasn't done it. The King Killer Chronicle is after that, which is, uh, I don't know. I don't know. That sounds kind of fantasy-esque. Doesn't look like he's got another horror movie on the horizon. He needs to make one. He, somebody needs to give him like, here's $10 million. Go make us a, a horror movie. And you can only spend $10 million. Um, so yeah, Sam Raimi, unquestionably a master of horror. You can argue there are moments within Spider-Man 2, totally a horror movie. Um, okay. Uh, yes, the science does not lie. As Dan says, Andrew also says, did Raimi say that his doctor strange was going to be the closest the MCU has gone to a horror movie that has been the rumor that he is kind of doing uh, an MCU horror film, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, you know, uh, Boz saying too many bad guys in Spider-Man three. Um, for love of the game, a pick six baseball movies. Eh, I mean, we're, we're talking about the next season right now and I spoilers, everyone. I think it's going to be action movies. Um, we had a good time with invasion USA. I think we want to do some more of that. Um, no buzz. Oz, the great and powerful, not buzz, buzz, the great and powerful. Uh, but yes, Jim, you're right. Think science. Uh, and Dan is also right. That's better. Spider-Man two, Spider-Man two, Spider-Man two, chock full of, uh, evil dead stuff. Um, Andrew says Sam Raimi needs to make a Blumhouse movie. I don't know that I agree with that. I think you just need to limit his budget and tell him to go fucking nuts, you know? Um, but we'll see. I, I, I would love to see him do one more just straight ahead horror film, but, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Um, okay. So darkest, uh, endings in horror movies, according to Reddit, we got 10 of these start at the bottom. Uh, number 10, the autopsy of Jane, of Jane Doe. I disagree entirely. I mean, yeah, it's got kind of a grim ending, but it ain't one of the 10 darkest. Um, number nine is Wolf Creek. Totally agree. Wolf Creek, uh, is a deeply unsettling movie. I feel, um, Oh, also Jason saying, I know it's silly, but something about Spider-Man three's venom was genuinely unsettling. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, venom, the, the Topher Grace thing was a bad choice, but Venom itself was pretty, pretty creepy. Anyway, so Autopsy of Jane Doe, number 10, Wolf Creek, number nine, Wolf Creek, 100%. Number eight is Funny Games. Totally agree with that. Funny Games has a deeply dark ending. Um, so right now, all right, <laughs> Bazari has his bet for number one. Um, and it's not what you think. Um, and Jim, I'll tell you right now, the vanishing, not on the list, like the vanishing easily could have slipped into that autopsy of Jane Doe slot and been appropriate. Um, Lee says Jane Doe is only dark. Uh, if you've only started seeing horror this year, I, yeah, you're probably right. Um, number seven. So autopsy of Jane Doe, Wolf Creek, funny games. Number seven is the mist, uh, which I agree. Incredibly bleak ending. Um, terrific. Loved it, but it's bleak. Um, number six is the descent, which I also agree with. If you saw the, uh, the UK cut of it, not the American cut, but the UK cut, um, then yes. And what it was originally became the director's cut or whatever they called it. Um, the descent has a, a terrific ending, which is all incredibly grim. Um, number five is source code, which I've never seen, but I'll take your word for it, Reddit. But like somebody pointed out, uh, Jim pointed out the vanishing is not on this list and source code is so, mm, um, (laughs) uh, the 78 invasion of the body snatchers spoilers, not on this list, but you're right. Not on this list, but number four, the butterfly effect. Are you fucking kidding me? The butterfly effect is the number four darkest ending. Um, number three 
is uh, Martyrs, no question. Martyrs has uh, a really grim ending. And, you know, we can argue about whether there is an answer given or no answer at all or whatever. Like, if you haven't seen Martyrs, uh, you, you probably should at least once. I don't know that you need to see it more than that. I've seen it twice, and I feel like, you know, it's diminishing returns because you kind of know what's coming. But the first time you see Martyrs is a real, like, what in the ever-living fuck is happening? Um, uh, Boz saying Summer of 84. Not on the list. Jim uh, saying he hasn't seen source code, uh, but he objects. Uh, Alan says blowout blowout, not on the list, but blowout is a terrific call again, butterfly effect source code and autopsy of Jane Doe. Let's get rid of those and put, um, you know, blowout and, uh, vanishing anyway. So number three martyrs, number two, Eden Lake, which is a really odd pick, but I don't disagree with it. Um, I don't know that it belongs at the number two spot, but like if you swap that down to 10, I'm totally on board with it. Um, and then number one, hold on to your hats, folks, hold on to your butts. Number one, Arlington road, which if I am not mistaken, let me make sure I, I, I've got this movie, right? Cause I think Arlington road is yeah, the one with Jeff Bridges and and Tim Robbins. And, eh, like, first of all, only an okay movie. Uh, and definitely not the most disturbing. Like, I would say The Mist is a much darker ending than Arlington Road. But, eh. Um... Lee says, uh, hold on. Boz says he had martyrs at number two martyrs. As far as I'm concerned, martyrs ought to be number one, but, uh, Lee says source code and butterfly effect, huh? Somebody likes their modern sci-fi with a dark twist. Yeah, apparently so. Again, haven't seen source code, but whatever. Uh, Andrew says people, uh, forget about the movie that is eels, AKA them in favor of the strangers. Eels is a much superior film to The Strangers. Probably belongs on this list above Autopsy of Jane Doe. Uh, Lee's cool with Eden Lake. Jim says uh, Eden Lake is is cool being there as well. Um, Alan uh, pitches Angel Heart, also a pretty good one. And yeah, I mean, we're getting the, the Arlington Road effect is like, is this really a horror movie or is this kind of a paranoid thriller? And normally I, I don't get too deep into those distinctions, but I don't know that Arlington road is a horror movie. Um, okay. Okay. So that's, that's number one of the list. The other one is in the same vein. It's the most horrific endings according to Reddit. So one is dark. One is most horrific. You be the judge. This one has 13. And also we'll have some that clearly do not belong. Number 13 is the black coats daughter, AKA February. I don't know that the ending of that is horrific. I think it's sad. Um, I think it's good. I don't know about horrific though. So, uh, number 13 already not impressed. Number 12, uh, is the martyrs. Um, yes, that is a horrific ending. Well done. Reddit. You've got, uh, number 12, Correct, although number 12 seems low on the list, but we'll we'll see. Um, number number 11 is Alien? Alien has a horrific ending? Like, that... She gets away. Uh, eh, eh. Uh, 13 is hardcore. I mean, the movie hardcore would be better than the, uh, the Black Coat Solder. Um... So of the of this list, Black Coat Starter, Martyrs, Alien, Martyrs is the only one that I think has a really horrific ending. So uh, uh, number ten is the Vivich, uh, which again I don't know that I would call that ending horrific. Uh, 
it's I mean I love The Witch it's one of my favorite horror movies ever made but I don't know that the ending is horrific it's like it feels more inevitable but I don't know maybe I watch too much weird shit um number nine Don't Look Now should be on there Lee and it's not I'm telling you right now just get ready for that uh number nine is Audition which all right I'll give you that Audition has a pretty horrific ending I'll give that one to you uh, number eight, Midsommar. Uh, okay. I'm like that one is, seems more legit to me than alien. Um, Lake Mungo also would be a good pick. Also not on this list. Um, but, but all right. So, uh, number seven is Gonjiam Haunted Asylum, which I'm kind of on board with. That's one of my favorite found footage movies and, I think the end of that movie is legit, very scary and and horrifying. So I yeah, I'm I'm on board with Gonjam. Um so uh Alan, are you talking Melancholia or Melancholic? Cuz I don't know if I've seen Melancholic. Melancholia it not really a horror movie, but I I like where your head's at. Um I think I already mentioned Lee that Lake Mungo is not on this list, which is unfortunate. Um, Boz with hereditary, prepare yourself, gird your loins, sir. Uh, Cause that is coming. Number six is this feels like a little bit of a cheat. Um, number six is the safe Haven segment of VHS two, which is, mm, I mean, you're right, but that's, I, I feel like that's cheating because it's not a whole movie. It's a segment of a movie. Um, Andrew says the witch ending is some say it's empowering. Some say it's terrible that she gives her soul to the devil. Guess that depends on how you feel about the devil. I mean, she wanted to live deliciously and then did. And, uh, she wanted the taste of butter. Um, yeah, I, but also it's like, well, this is also what society has pushed her towards. I, eh, you can make the argument, but I don't think it's a horrific ending, you know, like Gonjiam, like I said, is like, eh, you know, that's, that chills me. Uh, audition, uh, fucks with me. The witch, mm, not so much. Midsommar is like a horrific ending, but, um, eh, but even that, uh, eh, anyway. So, but VHS two safe Haven segment, number six on the list. Mm, I, I, I think that strains the list when they're like borderlands, uh, Boz and Allen, have mentioned not on this list, but you're right. Both of those would be good. Climax would be good. <laughs> Lee Russell's Saints segment. Get out of here. I totally agree. I, I don't think that a segment ought to count. Um, number five is hereditary. Totally legit. That's, that's got a great horrific ending. Um, also speaking of hereditary. So the kid from hereditary is in that, uh, M night Shyamalan movie old. Uh, and that, that movie old, is like someone dared someone else to make a movie that uh, just had the worst dialogue ever in it. Um, anyway, I don't know if you guys have seen old, but don't old was not very good. That was one of those that came up on the, like I ought to watch this before the end of the year. Cause M night Shyamalan, I'm real hit and miss with some things I like, some things I really don't old. I really did not. I like the audaciousness. Audacity is probably the word. I like the audacity of its premise, but it's just supremely dumb. The way that people talk to each other in that movie is so stupid. It's just, it's badly written. It's a badly written movie. Um, and this coming from the guy who wrote Lost After Dark. Old, I, Lost After Dark, I would contend, better written than old. So put that in your pipe and smoke it, M. Night Shyamalan. Um, number four on the list, Blair Witch Project. Somebody mentioned that earlier. Uh, Blair Witch Project, totally legitimate, uh, horrifying ending. Um, Jim points out uh, the witch swapped her annoying siblings for butter. Uh, sounds like a happy ending to me. I agree. Um, old is a tangent. Old old is a tangent for both me and everyone involved and the, all of us should feel bad about ourselves. 
Uh, Boz saying The Mist for number one. The Mist does not appear on this list, which is crazy. Um, anyway, uh, Blair Witch, totally legit. Autopsy of Jane Doe shows up again on this list at number three. Number three on this list is the Autopsy of Jane Doe. Don't get, I mean, apparently the, the readers of Reddit love some Autopsy of Jane Doe and also find it very disturbing. Uh, I, I do not agree. I think the Autopsy of Jane Doe is totally fine, but I do not find it to be a movie that uh, gets under my skin. Um, Wreck. Number two is Wreck, uh, which I'm okay with. Like the first time I saw Wreck, I don't know that the end is the scariest part, but if you're saying that the the end is the last like 15 minutes of Wreck, then I'm on board. Um, it's, oh man, why does the thing have a hammer? Why does it have a hammer? The answer is, is because uh, that thing holding a hammer is terrifying. Um, <laughs> Jason saying they've only seen two dozen movies is the reason Autopsy of Chain Doe keeps showing up so high. Also, uh, Alan pointing out that Shyamalan tried to make a magical realist comic into a thriller. Maybe that's the problem with it. Um, and I'm curious as to what the what the comic is like, but the movie I thought was an utter failure. I mean, I I feel like that movie is like an hour and a half, hour forty long, and it felt fucking unendurable. Felt like I was growing old watching it because I was. I was aging by the second. Um, okay, so the number one, uh, <laughs> Andrew says, the first time I saw a wreck, was I a wreck? So if, if others don't know this story, I had heard so much buzz around the movie wreck and how scary it was. And those were the, you know, pre-streaming days where I had to import that movie from the UK to get my eyes on it. Because I was like, if there was a movie that can legit scare me out there and I haven't seen it yet, I need to rectify that immediately. So I ordered Wreck on DVD, had it shipped overseas to uh, to here at Legion headquarters. And the next thing I know, I'm sitting down watching Wreck and it did scare the living shit out of me. That movie scared the fuck out of me when I saw it for the first time. Uh, and I still contend the last 15 minutes of that movie terrifying um i was a wreck and you know and here's another thing i probably said elsewhere before but uh when i showed that to a friend of mine alan um she when the movie ended she she said i'm so glad that ended when it did because i don't know how much more of that i could have taken and in the best possible way so i loved it wreck is awesome one of my one of my favorite movie watching experiences just because that movie just got on top of me. Um, rectify. That's right. Um, number one on this uh, list of the most horrific endings, uh, according to Reddit, the taking of Deborah Logan, which mm, I mean, it's certainly the, the best part of the taking of Deborah Logan uh, I don't know if it's the number one most horrific ending. I mean, again, Martyrs isn't on this list. Or Martyrs is number 12 on this list. The The fact that Alien is on this list blows my mind. But, um, but that's it. Those are your top 13 most horrific endings. Like I said, nothing really coming to streaming uh, the, this week uh, until next we speak uh, next Sunday. Um. So I think we're all free to go about our, our filthy business. Um, thanks as always for, uh, being a part of this. Thanks for chatting. It's always way more fun when you guys are here to, uh, uh, listen to me ramble and, and contribute and also scratch your heads along with me as to why these lists are whatever the fuck. Um, anyway, uh, like I said, coming this week on the dark parade. By the way, let me just say this. Um, we started the dark parade in October, which was nonsense or like late September. I really appreciate the fact that you guys have shared the show around that, uh, you have made it a success. 
Um, it is incredibly fun to do. It is really satisfying. I love the shows that we're doing. I think that they are um, a little deeper than a lot of shows go when it comes to horror movies. And so thanks thanks for listening. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for rating, reviewing, and all that fun stuff. You guys are the absolute best. Uh, I, as we draw the year to a close, let me just say how much that means to me. Because um, it, it, it's awesome. Um, <laughs> Lee saying the unhinged jaw uh, on, on taking up Deborah Logan is what, uh, makes it most interesting. I agree. I agree. Um, and Boz saying it was worth watching Rick was worse for his wife because she understood everyone shouting in Spanish at once, which stressed her out big time. Yeah. Rick is terrifying anyway. Um, so that's it though. Uh, we will be back next week, next week. Yeah. Next week, next Sunday to do uh, another one of these um, and talk about, you know, more lists, more news, more stuff that we've been watching. Uh, If you enjoy the Marvel movies, get out there, see the Spider-Man, and uh, I'll be putting together a list pretty soon. Uh, Johnson says it's time to go, everybody. Uh, Thanks for watching, and I'll see you next time. So, bye, bye. Where's my control? I I got to do the control thing. I've lost my my control. Okay, bye everybody, bye.